Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier. And I'm Ben Che. In this week's show, we take a trip to ancient Greece via the New Territories with a Cantonese theatre group. We welcome cabaret star Trevor Ashley to the studio with his new drag show, Starstruck, and a guest appearance by Dame Shirley Bassey. Well, kind of. <laughs> and we look at the work of Australian artist Emma Hack, whose pieces feature human forms, even if you find them not so easy to spot. First, though, from February to May this year, the Guggenheim Museum in New York City featured the exhibition No Country, Contemporary Art for South and Southeast Asia. The artists come from Bangladesh, Cambodia, India, Indonesia, Malaysia, Myanmar, Pakistan, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. And the exhibition includes, say the organizers, some of the most compelling and innovative voices in South and Southeast Asia today. And for the next few months, you can see it in Hong Kong. When we look at the region of South and Southeast Asia, it is very much a region that is, um, has a very rich history of civilizations, empires and cultures of which flowed through the region and not quite um, in, in the terms of the countries or the nation states that we understand it to be today. Most of the nation states uh, became nation states within the past century. So when we look at cultural, cultural tradition, practice, life, and how we understand um, society, uh, where we draw from is very much from the past. The title of the exhibition, No Country, is inspired by the opening line of W.B. Yeats' poem, Sailing to Byzantium, and Cormac McCarthy's novel, No Country for Old Men. It features 13 artists from more than 10 countries in Southeast Asia and is curated in four thematic segments exploring aspects of faith, morality, religious dogma, history, politics and culture. When we talk about the region itself, it is not a region that is isolated. It is very much, um, its boundaries are very fluid. And that's also where the title comes in, the idea of borderlessness, the idea of also at the same time, borderlessness, but also limitlessness. So it also looks towards the future, the possibilities that we have in terms of how we want to define how we live, how we interact with each other. Yeah, and, and in terms of subjects, um, quite a lot of the works deal with the idea of nation, the idea of home, the idea of belonging. Examining the idea of nations and borders, Indian artist Shilpa Gupta's sculpture, 1 to 14.9, is a hand-wound ball of thread. The thread is more than 79 miles long and represents the border between India and Pakistan at a scale of 1 to 14.9. <laughs> Cambodian artist Vandi Ratana presents a video and photography installation, Bomb Pond. The video begins with the sound of the chape, a lute-like Khmer instrument. Vandi's work focuses on the numerous holes left in the ground by the United States bombing of Cambodia during the Vietnam War. In one decade, an estimated 2.7 million tons of explosives were dropped in the country. The 23-minute video includes stories by survivors and interviews with villagers who live near the bomb ponds. 
Another video installation with a political point is The Treachery of the Moon, in which Thai artist Araya Rastion Rianzuk juxtaposes images of recent clashes in Thailand with popular TV dramas. Vietnamese artist Tuan Andrew Nguyen uses traditional religious wood carving to transform a baseball bat into a sculptural relief of the figure of Thich Quang Duc, a Buddhist monk who burned himself to death in 1963 to protest against the Diem regime suppressing the Buddhist community. In keeping up with the Abdullahs, Malaysian artist Vincent Leung uses photography to represent Malaysia's history of ethnic segregation and conflict. It has always been good to be a multi-ethnic country because we always get to enjoy different types of cultures from our fellow Malaysians. But I think in recent years, because the country is going through some political changes, uh, that people in power want to divide the people again so as to control them. And that's very dangerous because they use race and religion to influence the voters. This segregation is becoming very dangerous to a point where every, it's very sensitive, it's very high pressure right now. So a lot of people don't want to talk about it anymore. For his family portraits, Vincent went inside the new villages, settlements created under British rule to fight communists during the Malayan emergency. The two photographs show Chinese and Indian family members wearing Islamic clothing. Malaysia now claims Islam to be the state religion. If you're on the streets, people are, they, they believe they're one country. You know, we're all Malaysians. But the government is trying very hard to separate you, saying that you are Malay and you're Chinese. And the, they're telling the Malays that hey, the Chinese are going to come and take away your money. And they tell the Chinese and the Indians that hey, the Malays are going to come and to take away your freedom and your religious rights and things like that. So it's political play and it's, not, it's very dangerous, actually. Vincent is a fourth-generation Malaysian Chinese. He says it's not easy to be an artist now in his family's adopted country. If you're touching on sensitive subjects like politics and race, there's always very, very sensitive, especially to some people who are still using this kind of uh, political cards you know, to gain, I don't know what they're trying to gain, to gain authority, I suppose. So, yeah, it can be quite sensitive. And the government have been known to clamp down on their arts recently, censorship, arresting artists and things like that. It's all getting very ridiculous. I think that their works speak to very pertinent issues, very current situations and conditions that is important for us to talk about within the region. So it's not simply about representing the region or showcasing works from the region. I think these works are critical because they allow us to start a dialogue within the region, be between ourselves, about what we think of the region and what we want of it. Over the summer, the Cat Street Gallery featured the first Hong Kong exhibition of Australian artist Emma Hack. Emma's works are photographs, but they are also, in an unusual way, paintings in which human beings are present but almost invisible. Music lovers may know her work from her collaboration with Gautier on his music video for Somebody That I Used To Know. The exhibition at the Cat Street Gallery is over now, but Emma's works can still be viewed at the Cat Street Gallery Annex in Aberdeen. Here's a sample.
This show is called Trompe l'Oeil, which means to trick the eye. A lot of the underlying themes in Emma's work is about femininity. That's why you see a lot of female models in her work. She's also concerned with relationship to nature. That's why you see a lot of uh, plant life, a lot of animals and uh, motifs used in her pieces also. So the works take an extremely long time period. She'll start by setting the background and that will either be a hand-painted canvas or a Florence Broadhurst wallpaper that she has exclusive rights to use in her pieces. Once the background is set into place and the lighting is correct, she'll then place the model within a spot. Uh, she chooses what she calls as an anchor point um, from a certain distance away to begin painting and she'll use that point to align the background with the model and she'll keep referring back to that, going in and paint a little bit, coming back to her focal point to achieve the correct blend uh, until she believes that the piece is thoroughly completed and from that point she will then photograph the work. Welcome back. Last week, we introduced you to the ongoing People's Fringe Festival, and more specifically, one of the many music events held as part of that festival. But there's also theater. Recently, Theater Horizon took us to ancient Greece to see the tragedy Antigone written by Sophocles, and all by way of a village in the Northeast New Territories. Ha 會見到啲演員很近距離地看到他在裡面展出現,同埋個細緻的味道是強烈好多,即比起室內裡面去做這個作品。當時我想就是說,在香港沒有人發生,當年是因為很多規管,很多規矩,可能會經過關係去做這件
呢一個地方係關誒東北計劃嘅，咁東北計劃咁其中呢一個地方係要收地嘅，咁就誒，所以佢哋要保衞家園，因為佢哋個生活會有影響啊，即係可能會拎走咗佢哋平時過嘅生活，咁所以就佢哋誒有一班村民喺度抗爭緊。我覺得誒，作為一位水嘅創作人，我覺得係一定要同個社會連係住。咁同埋，如果我哋可以用我哋熟悉嘅方法去吸引更加多嘅人去關注某啲社會嘅嘅事件，咁譬如今次咁，我哋可能我哋都可以吸引到成二百幾個觀眾走入嚟呢個空間。跟住我哋就可能邀請啲村民去解釋下，即係成個佢哋呢個抗爭嘅計劃係啲咩嚟，呢度嘅生態係啲咩。咁我覺得。就正正係借咗我哋嘅嘅藝術嘅創作，去吸引咗一班嘅觀眾入嚟，咁佢哋就會接觸到呢班村民，而從而得到一啲可能誒睇、呃、一個淨係娛樂嘅戲係得唔到嘅嘢咯。Apart from producing Antigone, both Chan Ju Hei and Julie Mok are the primary coordinators of the Hong Kong People's Fringe Festival. The aim of the festival. Is to gather together different Hong Kong artists, including young ones rarely recognised by mainstream festivals, to collaborate. They also want to encourage the use of alternative venues. Chan Juhei says he wants the public to feel that art is happening all around them. We have 喺一啲奇怪嘅地方裏面搞演出，其實我哋可以維持到我哋創作嘅力量，都係呢啲咁嘅演出咯。即好多時候我哋搞呢類型嘅小劇場，喺呢啲唔同奇怪嘅地方搞嘅時候，係我哋嘅創作嘅慾望同埋我哋嘅諗法會多好多，遇到難題亦都多好多。但係就因為有啲咁嘅難題，逼住我哋要主動地去解決嘅時候，我哋就會好多新嘅 idea 走出嚟。我哋喺個民間裏面 start up 一件咁嘅事。我哋希望撻著啲周圍嘅市民嗰個心，對藝術嗰、那個嗰、那個熱情。所以我哋喺個民間裏面起動，希望大家可以感染到大家去參與藝術嘅活動。另外呢一個係一個民間嘅，我覺得都係一個 movement 嚟嘅，係一個民係一個運動嚟嘅。即係等大家覺得唔係所有嘢都要政府幫你做嘅，好多嘢係可以喺民間，其實嗰個生命力亦都非常之強。Australian Trevor Ashley has been performing cabaret professionally since taking part in the Sydney Cabaret Convention in 1998. His performance there wowed the critics and led to several long-running shows. Trevor is in Hong Kong this week to perform. He's here in our studio today, and he's talking to Ben Peltier about his new show, Starstruck, with a little help from none other than the legendary Dame Shirley Bassey. Well, Trevor, your last show is tonight here in Hong Kong of Starstruck. How's yes. it? How's it been going? Oh, look, it's been absolutely wonderful. The response from the audience has been just fantastic. I've been thrilled. It's my first time performing in Asia, and the audiences have been just incredible. I got two standing ovations last night, and it was it was wonderful.、Uh, tell me a bit about the show, Starstruck. First of all. Who's in it? Well, basically, I impersonate a whole bunch of different people. So I've got、uh, Cher, Bette Midler, Whitney Houston, Tina Turner, Shirley Bassey, obviously, <laughs> and、uh, a few little surprises along the way as well. Does the show Starstruck represent all of your repertoire of characters, or are there a few others? There's a, a couple of others that I don't do in the show because. 
you know, we'd be there all night if we did everybody that I wanted to do. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of my characters and it, it's a lot of sort of, it's almost like a best of everything that I've ever done in my career in Australia. Well, let's go over what you have done and, and how you go about deciding who would be a good choice for you to do. Yeah, well, you see, I've done everything from musical theatre to cabaret and, and uh, concerts in Australia. So I, I kind of generally pick people who are who sort of are very recognisable because I think the, the one thing about pop stars of today is that, you know, it's harder to impersonate them because they're not at all that dissimilar. Whereas I think that a lot of these women that I do, they certainly have their own huge character traits, the way that they look, the way that they dress and their, and their musical repertoire is so incredible. So I do tend to pick the more outrageous people, I guess, that you can really tell who it is. Now, you've been doing this type of show for quite a long time. Yeah. How did you get into it? I basically was performing as a male cabaret artist and things weren't going so well and a drag performer in Sydney came to one of my shows and said, have you ever thought about doing drag? And I said, well, no, I, it wasn't really what I thought I would do. And she said, well, you really should think about it because no drag queens in Sydney sing. So I became this sort of phenomenon that I was singing in drag and so after a few years of doing that I actually landed a role in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the musical in the world premiere so that was really exciting. You've been obviously devoting a lot of your attention towards drag performance but that's yeah. not the sum total of what you do. In fact uh, you have an exciting project coming up for next year as well. Yeah so I'll be in Les Miserables in Australia in the uh, brand new production of that and I'm playing Tenardier who is the master of the house so for the first time uh, a lot of audiences are going to see me actually be a, a very straight male role which is a wonderful challenge and, and really exciting. How would you define the differences as a performer between doing a drag show and doing like your role in Les Mis, for example? See, for me, I don't find it that different. I think that it's all acting and, and I happen to be very good at impersonating women. Um, but I think that any good actor understands how to create uh, a, a true character. And so that's what I try and do in shows like Starstruck because you wouldn't understand who I was being if my acting wasn't any good. You know, it's not, it's not enough just to put on the costume. You still have to create that, the persona of these people. Well, let's hope to see you back in Hong Kong sometime I'm soon. I'm sure I'll be here very soon. What would you like to sing for us here in the show? Uh, I'm going to do one of Shirley Bassey's classics, Diamonds Are Forever. I'm excited to hear it. Thank you. Diamonds are forever They are running you to please me They can stimulate to tease me They won't live in the night I've no fear that they might desert me Diamonds are forever But one of them caresses Touch it Broken and undresses I can see every part Nothing hides in the heart To hurt me I don't need love No, I'm not what love Diamonds never lie to me For when love's gone 
looking round my little finger I'm like man the diamonds ring Then I'm mere mortal so I'm not what going to your grave I don't need Forever, 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 forever,